Hello and welcome to the Race FF Podcast. I am your host, Jaime Garcia. And today is the long-awaited track recap of my first wheel-to-wheel review. (laughs) So it's it's kind of interesting. Now we have literally the front of the pack with the dead last of the pack. (laughs) We're we're all wandered. So So today... If you haven't already figured it out, I'm here with uh, Carlos, and Carlos is the current SoCal H4 um, front runner. I, I think you pretty much secured it, right? No, we have not. Oh shit! No, the points are so tight. <sighs> the uh, the gap for winning over second place is only ten or twenty points. Oh boy! So it's a hundred points for a win and win. ninety points for a second place. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, you have to be at every event if you're gonna, if you're going to go for it. Yeah, and then I I saw the schedule for next year, and it's going to be intense. Yeah, I we're we're still debating what we're going to do about that. Yeah, because I'll be honest, I'm not I'm not going to do the first event. Uh, but <sighs> Malone, January, isn't it Willow Springs? No, the first one is uh, January really? at uh, Button Willow. Uh, you know, it's not too bad out there in January. Yeah, I mean, it'd be perfect for yeah. uh, PBs. But I just don't know if I'll have the car ready for that. You know that that's like a that's a time attack thing the mm-hmm. the PB thing the cold <laughs> weather I think because a lot of the cars are turbocharged. But as you you know saw last week with cold weather just to our cars, yeah, like oh you're right it is but uh, <laughs> yeah and uh, I learned that uh, the hard way that our cars don't like the cold very well. No no slick tires uh, cold <laughs> weather gets scary. Yeah, so um, I had my first race, and um, like obviously, I had no delusions of grandeur that I was going to go up and be anywhere but like dead last, unless people had mechanicals or fucked up. And um, yeah, it, it was, you know, for me, it's always been a dream to do uh, wheel to wheel, and the fact that I'm able to do it with people that I really like and admire, like yourself, Marcel, um, all the other racers who are out there. It's you're going to really learn the, who we really are. <laughs> you're going to lose all admiration. <laughs> oh man, nah. I mean, like I know Honda Challenge has like a rap, but. Dude, like, I already know all of you guys from a long time. Like, this isn't, like, my first time, like, hanging out and talking to you guys. Like, I, Yeah, you've been around. Yeah, I've been around for a while. And I've met and hung out with, dude, like, I've talked to Rain and Manny Coates. Right. Like, all these people. The OGs. <laughs> I'm so proud. Yeah, and uh, freaking, what was it? Um, Edo Stepanian, legend, freaking... Uh, Croset, like all of the people that I've talked to, yeah. I've, uh, very few people that I've met that, you know, like I haven't had like a good. Yeah, they're all pretty cool. Yeah. They're all a little nutty, but they're pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I got some questions for you. All right. What's up? So what was the, the highlight for you of your race weekend? You you know. You're driving your race. What was your highlight? For, for me, like it was a bunch of little wins because. First was the car. Uh, hey Baxter, come here, boy. What's hey, we up, got a guest. We we got another guest. Um, the highlight was definitely um, the car passing tech. Because I mean, okay. for those that listen, 
uh, to everything that's been going on. They know how much of a mad dash it was for me to get the car ready in time. Uh, hold on. Boop, 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 Technical boop. difficulties. Technical difficulties. Pause. Pause. Now we're, we're good. I'll record over. There we go. Cables. Need to make Bluetooth cables. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it, it was first was passing um, tech. Okay. Because, I mean, like I literally drove the car from freaking Washington right. to just try and make this event. And there were like still like a couple things where I wasn't mm-hmm. like exactly happy about. Like, Did they catch the things that you weren't okay with or you felt might not get you through? Um, yes and no. Like there was one issue that I had where I had like fully removed the steering lock. Okay. So that was probably one of the things where I was just like, oh, don't look at this. Did they catch it? No. No? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but I, I mean, like, the, the car's on and the steering lock right. doesn't engage. But yeah, it, it's going to be addressed for the next. Yeah, you'll get to it. Yeah. And I mean, the good thing is that with uh, tech with NASA, they tell you like, hey, this is something you need to fix for mm-hmm. next time. And one of the other things that they told me, which I didn't think was like that big of a deal was that rear brace that I have to add to the seat. Oh, the seat back brace. Seat back brace. Is your seat outdated? No. So my seat's not outdated, but because I have sliders on it, it wiggles a bit too much according to Steve Stepanian, who's been Mm. on the, on the show before. But yeah, so um, definitely getting through tech was like pretty awesome because there was like a couple times the tech inspector was like, Hey, like you don't have fire suppression. And I'm like, uh, I read the rule book. It doesn't kick in. Right. Until, it's 2022, uh, right? Yeah. 2022, January 1st of 2022. Yeah. How do you so feel? That means, how do you feel about that? You, you cool with the fire suppression? Rule? Of course. I mean, like, yeah, I'm dude, all for it, dude. Like, I mean, you and I have shared like stories on Instagram of like fellow racers who've had right. like, fires and i mean the one that sticks out to me is freaking what's his face uh track monsters over in the oh right was it the s2000 recently i know one of their integras had a really bad yeah Yeah. the integra where like the cope and dude that was in the back of the car like you don't expect a fire in our cars like in the back Uh, there was a gentleman that used to race out here uh he used to race he ran NASA TT. This is it, the guy who had uh, no rear window and like it was the, a Civic. It was an EG Civic. It was wicked fast. And he also ran Time Attack. Uh huh. Uh God, it was white. I can't remember the guy's name, but he it, started. I I don't know if he was always doing wheel to wheel, but mm-hmm. but he was doing wheel to wheel in Arizona, and an oil line bursted. Yeah, and dude, it was bad. He was hurt pretty good. Yeah, I think I I remember seeing some video of it where it like. He didn't have a rear window, so the was it Tage? I don't know. Tage Evanson, maybe. I can't remember the job. I can't remember either. But I do remember the Wild Ponies showed me a video of like some guy in a car where like the rear window was out, Mm -hmm. and that the fire was from like the back, and it started to lick inside. Oh, really? And he jumped out of the car while it's still moving, and he almost got hit by it because. Over in Arizona, one of the tracks that they use has like a literal drag strip as the front. Yeah, straight. Firebird Raceway. There we yeah. go. So yeah, so passing tech was yeah, okay. one of one of the one of the main uh, things that I wanted to get through, 
And after tech was done, I'm like, you know what? The car is pretty solid. I mean, it drove from Washington all the way down. So I'm, I knew it was going to be fine to handle a race weekend. But... Um, so you got through tech. That was your, your first win. Yeah. And then? And then was actually just making it through uh, qualify, uh, practice. Because we did practice. Practice first. is the sketchiest, right? In the morning? Dude, I did not have the level of respect for those tires when they're cold and how cold the track is for when we go out. Because yeah. in time trials, we're like second or third group out. Mm-hmm. And by then, like you guys, we the racer, it up. Yeah. yeah, you cleaned it up. <laughs> and what was it? We were running thir- Saturday was 13 counterclockwise. So going into the sweeper, like I break mm-hmm. pretty aggressively. Even in my Silver Civic and in the EG, back before the cage and everything. And my breaking point was pretty much on the second to last berm Mm -hmm. on the right-hand side. And just like, no, dive the nose in and then it'll Yeah, go over that berm, that flat berm. Yeah. And then I tried to do that and it was a full 360 into the... (laughs) Yeah, you saw me. (laughs) (laughs) It was like literally copy and paste. And I just didn't realize that the tires that were running... They're so big and meaty in the back that you you can't get enough heat into them. Yeah, it's pretty hard to get them up to temperature in the morning. I uh, mm-hmm. I, I usually Wayne and I'll go back and forth in the morning. Like we're gonna take it easy. We're gonna baby <laughs> it. We're just gonna get through and just feel the car out. You know, it is the morning warm up, so just warm everything up. And <laughs> that's it. No heroics. And uh, I love that video that you posted up because you could hear yourself talking uh, to Wayne on the. <laughs> You're like, yeah, pretty much the 360. <laughs> yeah, so I came out of the, uh, you know, we go through the front straight, make the right-hander, which is sunset, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Made the right-hander, and I looked down at the aim, and we were up nine-tenths of a second. I said, okay, that's pretty good. And I looked at the time, and I said, well, this, is, this could be pretty good. And so I get on the radio, and I said, hey, Wayne, we're up nine-tenths of a second through turn one. This is looking pretty good. And he doesn't say anything. I get through the S's and I didn't go deep on the brakes. I was mm-hmm. actually real conservative. And the moment I touched the right curb, I was just spinning Dude, out of yeah. control. Yeah. And as soon as I got the steering wheel back, I said, well, Wayne, I just did a 360. So <laughs> never mind that. Laugh. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. Wayne was also giving me some uh, pointers when I was going through Sunset. I was apexing a little too hard on that one. So it was already upsetting the car and my car. Yeah, that berm's pretty mean. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I mean, I, I was just out there trying to like kind of push it and push myself so that I could feel how the car felt, um, like maybe not at the limit, but like pretty close to it. So mm-hmm. I could feel like the car rotate or whatever. And yeah, that, that getting through essentially uh, practice without like doing too much of a mm-hmm. shitty, like I was pretty upset was myself that i spun out on the practice session i mean come on i I took the (laughs) i took the heat on that one yeah and then we moved into qualifying right and qualifying i i knew i was like uh, i don't have a pair like i don't know why but like going counterclockwise Mm -hmm. when i looked at my lap times i was three seconds slower than i was when i was going clockwise Probably because I have Isn't, more seat time on that one, but I don't know. We're supposed to be slower, right? 
counterclockwise by two to three seconds. Maybe. Well, that would make sense if I was slower by that. Because I did a 216. I don't pay too much attention to it, but I... Yeah. I, I think we go slower counterclockwise for some, yeah. for whatever reason. Maybe it's because we, we're going into um, cotton corners with a lot of speed and we drain it all off instead of building up speed. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm sure. Someone like Graham could look at data and point out <laughs> why we suck and yeah. where we're going slower. Exactly. Yeah. So what happened in qualifying? How did, so how qualifying, did I did have another off. Okay. Um, so that was coming back around on Riverside. And I guess with my first spin, I was being way more conservative on my braking zones. Right. But I still like felt like, all right, I, I got like two laps into it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the car was kind of where it felt comfortable right but as soon as i went into the braking zone uh for bus stop like my rear wheel like caught a little bit of the zebra stripes and it just like like hooked me almost sideways instead of going straight right and then i'm just like oh no we're we're just gonna go out so did you go off to the inside i i went on that like uh runoff road that like access road that keeps going straight oh okay so even before the bus stop you yeah i was already yeah, off gotcha because so, you're oh. you're going pretty fast through there yeah yeah you're yeah. moving that's why i like counterclockwise because you go so fast through riverside i mean it took me a while and i'm still not breaking in the correct zone for you know coming out of the bus stop going into uh cotton corners like okay. y- you yeah. break i'm pretty sure at the bottom of the hill no i, I can't you can't no I'll, I'll go off i've tried that and i can't make it oh shit i it's weird. I have to break before the hill. Otherwise, ideally, <clears throat> if we were on flat ground, my braking marker would probably be somewhere on that drop. Oh, shit. And so I break a little bit right before the dip. Mm-hmm. And then through the dip, I'm back on the throttle. Uh. And then I break a little more. And then I, <clears throat> so I, I'm in fifth gear through there. I grab fourth, make it through the dip. And then I hit the brakes again pretty late into the, the mm. left-hander and then grab third. And w- after you're, as soon as you make the left, you're climbing. Yeah, so you so can, you can just go be really buried. fast because yeah. that hill kind of keeps yeah, yeah, you yeah. planted. See, this whole time I thought I was being like a wuss because um, I, I wanted to get down into that uh, hill. but I, 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 did, I made the same mistake a while back. <laughs> I told myself, like, just send it all the way down the hill and break at the bottom of the hill and I would just fly off. Yeah, because I know that in my Silver Civic, I can't do that. Like, I have to hit the top, right. kind of, like, trail off the brakes a little mm-hmm. bit, and then just, like, stab them hard when I when it compresses, and then chuck it in. You want to do something really stupid, brake when you're on the hill. Oh, When the no. car's unloaded, no. I've, I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. If you're ever so slightly off, the car's going to freaking oh, fishtail yeah. like yeah, crazy. You, yeah, you just lose it. <laughs> All right, so I don't feel that bad. I was actually breaking at the right spot. No, you're you're yeah. good. Yeah, it's, all right. It's just a tricky coin. You kind of have to sacrifice mm-hmm. to get through the downhill. Yeah, yeah. And get back on it right after. You know, it's real similar to Star Modeler counterclockwise. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, where you sacrifice at the funky beginning. Funky left. Real yeah. Weird. You downshift, or depending on the on the car, yeah, yeah, but yeah. You, you give up a little bit of speed and then you get back on it. Then you break really hard. It's real mm-hmm. similar concept. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But rather than the left, it's a downhill dip. Yeah, so that was uh, qualifying, and my, I think my best lap time at 
qualifying. I think like I did a two twenty something. I, yeah, I wasn't looking. At yeah, the time, you guys so. were like moving. I think you guys were like you. We, we were close. I actually, dude, I was you, qualified by a second. Yeah, because you, yeah. And, uh, um, Keith, Keith, yeah, Keith Kramer got pulled by a second flat on me. Oh wow! And then Greg and I were. Maybe yeah, because three tenths off each other. Yeah, because he was, was like another super, super excited. He's like, "Oh man, like we're practically we were, right there." Yeah, we were right there. So the pole car was a second ahead of everyone, but then mm-hmm. the next four or five cars were like eight tenths from mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, so that was qualifying. So after qualifying, I knew, you know, the sun was going to be out. We made right. some tire pressure adjustments to see like where we were at and mind you i'm I'm still on the cast offs that you guys gave me <laughs> i have a semi brand new set on the front and that was it like the rears were just cast off so uh, i mean that's kind of the way to go at least yeah. what we found um so back to the the morning practice i so then the night before mm-hmm. we ran an enduro that's right it you... was it was a mess oh like, it man was, it was a rough one Dude, yeah, I completely forgot about that. That was rough watching. Because I got there, and I was getting the car ready for tech the next right. day. And then I just saw you guys go out, come back in, go out, come back in, go was, out. Yeah, it was rough. And I was just like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, um, shout out to Ryaction, Joel at Ryaction for coming out. He's, he's an engineer over there. He assembles all the shocks. So they... Built as a custom set of three-way adjustable dampers. They look fucking pimp. And yeah, they they do the. So Joel came out, was there mm-hmm. all day with us, helping us set up the car. And we started off a little rough. It was mm-hmm. uh, we we're definitely on the wrong track. And I'm really happy he was there. But as the day went on, we we kind of got got things going. The car started mm-hmm. picking up speed. It started feeling better. Uh, by the time we went into the race, the car felt really good. It was handling. Mm-hmm. It, it's not dialed. It still needs more. Yeah. Um, changes we got to make, little changes in the shocks. Um, th- there's a lot of things. But that's like all fine-tuning mm-hmm. uh, stuff. Yeah, there's nothing big, just a lot of little things where we yeah. can make the car better. And this is the second time that car goes out. And that was but, on the first time with those reaction coilovers, right? First time on the reaction shocks, and that was our first time on the... Uh, on the slick race tire. Oh, that's right. Because you yeah. guys were using the Honkooks, right? We were now on Honkook C51s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just a lot of things changed. We changed the spring rates because of the slicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, we went too high on the spring rates. and But the, the car, Joel got it working pretty good. I was that's pretty awesome. comfortable going out into the race. I felt pretty good. And right before we went out, my helmet wiring ripped. Yeah. So I had no comms on my helmet. I, I think remember. that's when you arrived. Yeah. Um, eventually, uh, as I'm leaving, actually, I went out without comms in my helmet. Mm-hmm. And when I gridded, I had to reverse. The car has a, it's a six speed, so it has a, <coughs> a reverse lockout switch. Oh, yeah, yeah. I go hit the lockout switch and it's stuck. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't move the switch. Mm-hmm. And I had no radio, so I couldn't communicate to Marcel or Wayne that something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm, Every, the car's pretty new to me, so I don't know what that means. Yeah. And I'm sitting at grid thinking to myself, I hope it's, you know, I hope I just don't have reverse. I don't need reverse <laughs> on the track, yeah, so I'll be fine. Hopefully. So Marcel walks over, checks on me right before they let us go. This is two minutes before they send us out. And he says, everything good? I said, 
this switch is not working anymore and I can't engage reverse. And he says, are you kidding me? I said, no, it's, I'm serious. It's broken. He says, dude, this is really bad. You don't have fifth or sixth. I said, oh, oh well, that's really bad because we're yeah, in you're fifth in a fifth. lot and I might touch sixth here and there. And I said, so what do you want me to do? And he says, do you just want to pull in now and we'll do it? Or He said, you know what? Go out, do the outlap. If you can find fifth gear and sixth gear, then just run it. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, pull right in and we're, we have to change this out now. I said, is the transmission damaged? He said, probably not. It's just the switch. Oh. So that, that was the first time we came in. So I come in. It took maybe 10 minutes to change the switch out, which put us, I don't know how many laps down. Yeah. That, that was kind of the end of our race. And in the process, uh, Carla made me take her helmet because we wear the same size helmet. So we switch helmets. Now I have radios. And they sent me back out. <clears throat> um, when I went out, we were under full course caution for three laps. Uh, eventually, we get going. And, dude, the car was so good. The car was just amazing. Um, there was uh, a Mustang in front of me from a category above us. And I just <laughs> flew past that thing. <laughs> uh, there was a, a GT4 Mercedes on the track. And just went around that thing like it was standing still. That's so dope. And not because of the car but um (laughs) then i I caught a car in our category uh one of the really fast bmws and i was able to make my way past them that's when i felt really good because yeah because now you're with somebody yeah i know that's a really fast car and and a good driver and yeah yeah. and and you never know like what strategy they're on because Mm -hmm. he moved over when he saw me coming he just got out of the way Mm. so i realized okay he's playing the long game like he's got a lap time in mind that he's hitting and yeah, they they probably yeah. like set up a mm-hmm. certain lap time that everybody's yeah, going to be hitting. Yeah, that they hit and that you know sets their fuel mileage. Yeah, and at this issue. point, I'm just balls to the wall. I'm <laughs> just going for it. And Marcel says, "Just go out there and see what it does, dude. We're like eight laps down. We're not going to yeah. make it up. Just go gather data for us." And so I'm turning laps, and I heard something clunk out of the right rear. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I, th- I just lost the muffler, but I don't need the muffler. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Did you and, hear like a pitch change in the car or anything? No, but I, I just got these new <laughs> custom earplugs. Which, oh, which are, that's right. That's right. I got them over a year ago. They're kind of a problem. They they cancel out too much sound. Oh. They, they protect my hearing, but then I can't hear little details. So mm. I need to, if anyone out there knows, uh, has some advice, man, reach out to me because I'm trying to figure this out. But I, I heard something break mm-hmm. in the car. I assumed it's a muffler. And because you didn't feel anything like weird, no, nothing weird, just something broke in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think my wishful thinking was that it was the muffler. Yeah. And then I get a radio call and they said, Hey, you need to pull in now. And I said, I don't want to pull in. Why do I need to pull in? And they said, that Something's really wrong. You need to pull in. And I said, No, the car's fine. And I'm like arguing yeah. on the radio. <laughs> I'm feeling really good. So I did not want to come in. I already freaking went in and lost eight laps. And yeah. So they uh, they said, no, we think your gas tank is falling off. Like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Are you serious? And this is Carla on the radio. She says, pull in now. Your gas tank's falling off. Just get in. I said, okay, <laughs> fine. So uh, I'm, I still, I'm still second guessing everything. I, I want to stay yeah. out. Because the car feels good and yeah, you've been car, busting your butts to try to get so it. so hard. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the, the folks from Reaction were out there watching us. Yeah. And wanted to show them something. Yeah. <clears throat> and... Yeah, I pull in, and by the time we get to where you were at, it uh, shaved through the gas tank and started leaking at that point, leaking fuel. So one more lap, and I would have been spilling all over the place and probably caught it on fire. But 
that that ended our night. That yeah, was that the, was the a end of rough, the rough night. Cause yeah, seeing you guys like going through that back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, that uh, I can't imagine how frustrating it must have been. And then when you finally got a chance to be like uncorked and go out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was pretty upset when I finally <laughs> had to accept that I was done. Yeah. For some reason, losing all the laps uh, actually didn't upset me. I, if anything, I felt like less pressure now. But yeah, because um, then you you don't have the problem of lose. <laughs> yeah, you have nothing to lose. You you're out there, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that all that kind of carried over into the next day because the next morning we're trying to fix my helmet in the morning. Oh, and when we went out, the setup that we had on the car was really aggressive. We knew we shouldn't have gone out like that. We mm. should have toned down the uh, rear sway bar mm-hmm. we could have made a change to the rear toe and we didn't we left it on race mode instead of you know 7 a.m practice at button willow on a cold morning yeah <laughs> so I, I that's for, why I, I paid for that you know? so that's why the car uh spun yeah i mean that, that was that's kind of what what did me in I, I just wasn't gonna hang on to it yeah so that brings us back to saturday um yeah. and we're you know, one of the things that was really nice about doing the race group was that I'm used to time trials. You go off, you get black flagged, you go in, and then check your tires. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, like, even when I did the 360, I'm, like, looking at the corner worker, and she's like... No one cares. They're no. like, all right. Well, just, you didn't you, kill you anyone, f- so keep going. Yeah, keep oh. going. And I'm just like, no, one, no one's going to yell at me? Nope. All right. No one cares. No. And then I kept going, and... I'm like, oh, wow, like, no one gives a shit. And I'm, yeah. uh, of course, like, my biggest thing is, like, I don't want to fuck anyone else up. Like, if I mess anybody else up, like, I'm really, like, I don't want to. It's going to happen. They're going to do it to you. You're going to do it to them. Yeah. It's... Like, but I, as as long as I can try and mitigate it as best as I can, right. like, that's what I want to do. And yeah, the best we can do is keep an eye on the mirrors. And yeah. Like, when, if we're on a cool down or there's a faster category car coming up just get yeah. out of the way for them yeah. be polite to them but. and and that's what i i actually talked to one of the a uh, couple of the spec 944 guys because mm-hmm. they were uh, going to be racing behind us right so some I of those guys it. are really fast yeah and they had the national champ uh in pole yeah there's there's two gentlemen that are so fast in those cars yeah it was like a yellow and black mm-hmm. um it's charles Bassetti and yeah. the other gentleman's name is marcel i don't know his last yeah. name yeah so i i asked uh, chuck sharp somebody who i'm like pretty friendly with and i told him like hey man it's not an if but when you catch <laughs> up to me um do you want me to step aside and give you the inside or do you want me to stay on the line to be predictable like what do you want and then i'll do my best to like give you what you want so that you guys are comfortable coming up and not having to go like oh what is he gonna do because we already talked about it, so now when mm-hmm. it happens, you'll know, oh, we talked about it. He said he'll do this, we'll do this. Right. So what he told me is, if you see one of us coming up on you, keep your line. We'll figure it out. Right. If you see two of us racing uh, with us, if you could kindly give us the inside, we'll just get away from you. Right. And that's what I ended up doing um, Out uh, when it came time to do the race was just, you know, by the time they caught up with me, I just gave them mm-hmm. the insight. And sure enough, I mean, they were in and out. Yeah, that's actually something I, I want to work on 
from here on out is we've been having problems with our radios in the CRX. Mm -hmm. There's certain points of the track where I can hear Eric or Steve oh. and other points where I hear Wayne. I think we need a, it's an antenna deal. We need to fix that. But mm. there's been two or three times this year where I'm coming through the Spec Miata field and I get into their race. You know what I mean? Like oh. I kind of, they're not giving, they're not moving over for the blue flags. Mm. Understandably so, they're battling each other. And, you know, it's like the top five guys or something like that. And they're not going to move over. And then I just throw it down the inside <laughs> or make my way through. Because, you know, the the maniacs I got behind me. So yeah. They're not going to slow down. No. But there's been times where I'll have a gap and it wasn't necessary for me to do that. And I don't oh, know that. Oh, <laughs> I see. You know, you look in your mirrors, but there's only so much that you can yeah, tell. Yeah, you can't, you can't see. Going faster is safe. So yeah. <laughs> I end up sometimes interfering the races and that's something i want to work on is is fix our comms and mm -hmm. all of us be more cognizant of where cars are at on the track so that we don't screw up other people's races so now that we're talking about screwing up other people's races we can talk about saturday's actual race the grand finale the grand finale of everything was really me going out there and setting myself up for the race start so we go out there and Everybody's warming the tires up, and now I realize you really need to do that freaking F1 freaking... The weave? The, the weave. The slam on the brakes and weave. Yeah, know. so I'm doing that. I'm slamming on the brakes, weaving around as we're coming back around. And I remember you had talked to me about going counterclockwise that because we're starting slow at the front straight, that I can push my braking zone into right. the first turn deeper and to ignore the apex and just go wide if you're close to if i was mm -hmm. close to the other cars and then you can swing and slingshot uh your way around and dude that ended up working really well because you guys the entire field like gave me a five car length gap on the freaking I, I saw you i saw a video of you catching people out of turn one <laughs> that was pretty awesome i think um Valencia got a good uh, rear view, ver um, view of it because. Where you just come out of nowhere and now you're passing. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I was right behind him, like going, I was almost door to door with uh, the black Integra. Okay, uh, Patrice. Patrice. So if I was really aggressive and had the pace, I could have gone side with side uh, too wide into the S's with him, but I'm like, nah. This Just give is him a little door check next time. <laughs> let him know you're there. <laughs> Send it. But yeah, no, dude, it, it worked out really well. I slingshot it in, but then you know, I, it was the start of the race, so I didn't have confidence in the braking zone. Right. And then that was just like you know, you fall two car lengths behind, then more and more and more through the corners and. I ended up falling all the way back, and I was just hoping. I'm like, dude, I just don't want to get lapped. Like, hopefully I don't get lapped. And I saw the white flag, and I'm like, oh, shit. I might not get lapped. <laughs> and as soon as I saw the white flag, then I see, look up, and I see you coming up. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm getting lapped. I'm like, all right, well, let me see how long I can stay with Carlos. And... um. It was like I could see you coming um, over, um, I think it was when I was going into Cotton Corners. Because my okay. pace through Cotton Corners. Okay, so it was gearing, almost a whole lap. Yeah. So 
when I saw you coming up, it was through like a bus stop. So you must have not seen me. You must have seen a Miata. No, I, I, I saw you because you were, your your car stood out from the other Miatas because okay. there, there were two fighting together. Yep. And I saw that they were coming up hot. And then I looked over and I was like, oh, fuck, here comes Carlos. So I'm just like, damn, well, yeah, I'm getting left. behind him. And I got through um, Cotton Corners and like the gap that they that I had on them just like completely disappeared in cotton corners. So I swung out wide and I just gave it gave them the inside and I pointed them by so they were able to keep on going and they were racing. And then as soon as they passed, I see you just like motor passed and I'm like, oh here it is. <laughs> so we're going into um the This what must is have it? happened on I five. Yes. On I five. Going into off ramp. Going into off ramp. So I'm like, let me see how long I can stay with Carlos. So you go into your braking zone for off-ramp. I follow you guys down. But now, like, the Miatas are battling because they're right. uh, P1 and 2. Yeah, that was the lead. Yeah, and then you're like, I want to get the fuck away from, like, all the other Honda Challenge guys that are coming up. Yeah, they were coming in hot behind me. So we're going into, I think that's a Sunset sunset or sunrise sunrise yeah sunrise and you guys are like basically three wide through that whole freaking corner because you take the inside and you just like hold it and the other two miatas go wide and then i'm behind and i'm like oh fuck where's like my turning point and now that i've been able to look at my video i realized that i apex way too early oh you were watching us instead of watching the track well what happened was when I when I was looking at you guys, I mm-hmm. couldn't see where the corner was because it was three of it's you all guys. Cars, yeah, so I didn't see where the apex was. So when I turned in, I distinctly remembered I turned in at the beginning of the berm, and I touched that one. And then um, as I started to track out, I realized, oh, that was way too early because I'm like, I'm gonna at least drop two tires in the dirt. Yeah, now you're just drifting off. <laughs> And I'm just like, um, oh, fuck it. You know, don't don't fight it. Just let it go out. Stay in it. And then most likely it'll just, um, like, I, I could just probably just drop. Straight out. And, yeah, just yeah. drop, like, two tires and keep on going. But that's not what happened. As soon as that load-carrying tire went out there, like, that whole rear end just, like, swung on me. So I was like, well, I'm in it now. Now. <laughs> Now I stay buried in the freaking uh, throttle because the rear end's like fishtailing on me. So I'm like, I know that in front wheel drive, you have to stay buried in it mm-hmm. or else that thing's going to come around. Yeah, that that's arguably the worst place to go off at yeah. Button Willow counterclockwise uh, sunset. I think they used to call it Honda Corner because <laughs> of how many Hondas have been totaled coming out of there. Oh, man, that's fucked up. I was at a Speed Ventures, and well, I was talking to the gentleman who I think used to run Speed Ventures, mm. and he was telling me that he was hosting an event, Bunwell Counterclockwise, and during the morning driver's meeting, uh, it ran a little late. The advanced group was already out. He had the beginners mm-hmm. in the in the cafeteria, and he says to them, I need you guys to be extra careful coming into the front straight because that corner will destroy your car and as he says this they hear a car smash into it oh 
That's so sad. Yeah. That's yeah. how rough it is there. Yeah, so I didn't want that. So I knew that as soon as I was on the dirt that I just need to stay buried in the gas. And as I'm staying buried in the gas, like there's two access roads that run perpendicular to the front straight. Right. So when I go over them and I have tires that are full of dirt and then they start to grip, like now the car even gets more unsettled because I'm hitting those like at weird angles. So now the car's like dancing around more. <laughs> and as Did the I car hit, jump when you hit the road? Well, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine it's like hitting a double. <laughs> yeah. So what happened with the second... You know there used to be super... Oh, it's not super cars. Supermoto jumps out there. No way. Yeah, they used to have a supermoto thing there. No it's way. It's like at one point you could have hit a double. <laughs> <laughs> so the second um, access road that I hit is kind of curved. So when I hit, it threw the car into the front straight and threw me back in there. And uh, like on the video that I have, I counter steer like pretty aggressively to stay like on the far left edge and two Miatas that were probably P3 and four. Okay. So two more came by. And those like swerved all the way on the inside, seeing like my ass, like <laughs> keeping up with them. <laughs> And, yeah, I felt so shitty about, like, potentially scaring them. Because, like, as soon as the car felt back in there, I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't want to hear the crunch. Like, I don't want to hear the crunch of, like, something else hitting me. Right. And Uh, through that chaos you're going through, were you able to check your mirrors or was it just too much looking forward? Well, the problem was that when I would look out, it's just a giant rooster tail. Right, right. So I couldn't see. And as a... um, I'm wiggling back and forth like that. I can't really see what's behind me because it's just a giant rooster tail. Mm. And if you look at the video, when I get back on the track, I'm like full left counter steer. Yeah, I did see a picture. It's just a giant rooster tail of dirt. (laughs) So when I get back in, I'm like actually countering left and it it gets gripped up uh, onto the front straight. And yeah, I felt bad. So... I, I did talk to one of the Miata guys, and he actually complimented. Those guys are pretty cool. Yeah, he he was like, "Dude, that was pretty awesome. You kept it straight, and you were keeping up, like with us in the dirt." Yeah, most of those guys are pretty cool. I, yeah. I know a couple of them. Every now and then during the race or like a qualifying, I'll give them a push, like because the, the Hondas <laughs> oh, have yeah, more yeah. power than them. So the guys that I know, I'll give them a little shove. Yeah, just give them those uh, tenths of a second to pull. Just a little help. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, the first race, and it was just so nice. I mean, I love instructing, but doing instructing and time trials and running back and forth, it can be so stressful. And I, I don't know the current SoCal management deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I'm not too familiar with it yet. But under the, the old management, if you were racing, you weren't supposed to instruct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Occasionally, that, yeah. we would step in if they really needed us, but you're not supposed to do both. Yeah. Um, and... That's something where, like, they had asked me to do it, and I was like, "I'll I'll be down to help." But so they really needed, yeah. Help, you know? But I told them like, "I'm racing, so this is my number one priority." And I know that when I go with an as an instructor, the student's the number one priority. So I'm like, if I have time, I'll go and jump in the right. car. But if I don't, then I don't, and I'm sorry. So that was Saturday. Saturday ended up. Uh, 
I, I was just really happy with the fact that like I got a lot of props for keeping it. You got it done. You yeah. got your race done. You didn't have any contacts. You get signed off. Yeah. So um, I got that taken care of. And of course, uh, Carla got some awesome video of you and me, uh, you <laughs> finishing the race and then me out in the dirt. Doing the dirt drift. <laughs> it, it, it was funny. It's almost like that meme of that, like one guy with the two buttons, like it's like video record Carlos uh, taking the win or videotape him <laughs> going four by four. Cause it's like, uh, uh. the off is definitely more exciting. <laughs> So, um, was your car messy after that off? You know, I was going so slow after that. Cause I thought I was, again, uh-huh. I'm still wired up in the time trials thing. I right. thought I was going to get black flagged. Ah, but, I see. So I was like really off pace and just gave everybody point bias on the inside. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think I had enough. No. I wasn't going fast enough for the car to feel messy. Mm. But it, it, it for sure had like just a giant amount of dirt all over the tires. Cause, Cause dude, Friday during testing, <clears throat> I had an off at bus stop in the endurance car. Uh huh. It's, uh, it was so bad. Like, I, I mean, not, nothing bad happened. It just spun mm. probably a 360 into the dirt. But that silt is so nasty oh, when I got sideways. Yeah. I was eating dirt. Like, once the dirt went up in the air and started coming in the car, I had to like just, stop breathing because i was inhaling <laughs> dirt and eating dirt so i just held my breath while the car was spinning dude i wasn't going slow enough for the dirt to catch up because <laughs> it was just like that giant rooster tail and outside of like the rear tires that was the only thing that got dusty yeah so. no mine wasn't so good we had to get a vacuum uh, some blower thing <laughs> <laughs> my helmet looked like i was racing off-road oh man so that was saturday um that was pretty much i mean that that was pretty much it for saturday you took uh first place handsomely like by i think you had like the whole front straight opened up on the rest of the field yeah i wouldn't know because our radios weren't working (laughs) (laughs) i was just on the charge um it it was you know the pole sitter was a second faster than i was yeah so, like, I knew I had to jump him on the start. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to do something on the start and hold him off. And sure enough, dude, going into turn one, and <clears throat> from then on, he was just all over my mirrors. Mm-hmm. And as you know, the Integras are really strong at the start. They they have more weight, so they, yeah. they warm up the tires a lot faster. They're, they're just faster out the gate. And so I knew I needed to hold him off. I needed at least three laps of holding him off before our car would come into, into its own. Mm-hmm. And I knew that by mid-race and end of the race, we would be stronger. So I just had to keep them back there. Yeah, and so that's like the- definitely a strategy that I need to like actually learn a little bit better because your car and my car are going to be the lightweight similar. Of, the, uh, of, the, of the series. So being lightweight is definitely trying to figure out how to set a good qualifying time and how just to be kind of... Yeah, your race start... Your rolling start, um, if you're on pole, you have a huge advantage in our cars. Yeah. If you're not, then you, you're you kind of subject to, to whatever they want to do. And yeah. what I try to do is if uh, if I'm starting on the front row, but I'm not the pole sitter with, the, with an Integra, mm-hmm. I'll try to beat them to it as we're coming up to the first oh. straight. I start inching in front of them, and I engage them to pull up faster and then i go faster than them and i get them 
I bait them into picking up the pace. Oh. Because the faster we're going, our momentum cars are, are better off. Oh, yeah, that's But if right. we're going slow, second gear, and they're crawling, they're going to eat me. So yeah, they when they downshift into second, I leave them. I pass them like I'm going to take the start from them. And they usually react going, oh, no, you don't. And so they catch <laughs> them. So I, you have to bait them into oh, okay. picking up the pace. And then um, if you're pole sitter in the light car, just fly away from them. <laughs> just keep going and don't stop. Nice. Yeah. So, Saturday's over, huge accomplishment in terms of uh, getting the car done, and mind you, my car is still carb legal, like, I think I am the only Honda Challenge car that would... Smog be- legal H4 car. Yeah. I, 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 I can't think of another smog legal There car. was another dude back in like 07 that was doing something like that. John Howard. John Howard, yeah. Yep. I remember him. This I followed him. crazy guy, dude. I used to work with him. We were coworkers. Yeah, he uh, would drive the car out, um, switch out his exhaust. His exhaust, take out the windows, windows change the brake pads. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Dedicated I, man. Yeah. I remember one time he uh, had a head gasket failure uh-huh. um, at like qualifying, so then he swapped a new head gasket in there uh, for the race. Right. Uh, yeah i i had so you much. talk to him every now and then no, no um i at that time i actually had a uh what was it like a blue ek automatic so when okay. i saw him racing i'm like oh my god it's the same car i was super <laughs> excited but like super awkward because i'm like how do i tell him like you're fucking badass you're doing <laughs> what i want to do in the future driving your car to the track <laughs> so i used to work with him at k1 speed no in Irvine. yeah because he was at uh uci and i was that's at Irvine right Valley. he 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 did like an event with like imports at uci yeah, imports at uci yeah yeah, yeah yeah i'm actually friends with a lot of those guys but um small world yeah dude he's actually used he would use my truck because he'd blow his engines every now and then i let him use my tacoma (laughs) to go pick up engines but uh yeah i I can't believe how much work that guy would do Mm -hmm. to to make it happen which um again i don't know how much you know him he ended up getting a so he finished his bachelor's program and he ended up working in aerospace i think well he moved to england to get his master's i think it was oxford Shire, one of the universities out there had a motorsports management master's program. Okay. So he did that. Through that program, he interned at Renault Formula One. No way. He was working on the rear end of the car, designing some differential parts. Oh, wow. And he got a full-time job at Renault Formula One. No way. And this was back when, uh, sorry, it was Lotus. It wasn't Renault oh, at the okay, time. Okay. This is when Kimi Raikkonen was driving for them. So he ended up on that team. No way. And he was, yeah, he became a, a full-time guy on the Lotus Formula One program. No way, dude. That's wild. Yeah, he's, he's got a wild story. He's, a, he's an interesting dude. Dude, I wish I could reach out to him and still like... I, I haven't talked to him in a while, but I, I don't know if he's back in the States. But, you know, he's out in England for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely have to figure out how to get in contact with him because that... That's yeah, he's a, a guy you should have on here. He's, yeah, sure definitely. He's got a lot to, definitely. to share. So, we move into Sunday... Okay. And Sunday is, they have uh, something that's kind of interesting where it's a race qualifying. The quali race. The quali it's race. It's kind of an, it's not new, but they made it official now. That, yeah, so new. I kind of liked it because it's uh, kind of like getting uh, another race. Uh-huh. It's a and race it's, and it's short. It's only like 15, 20 minutes or something like that. 
Yeah, 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, so... How would you feel if they did a reverse grid on that for qualifying? I think uh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, I mean, it'd give us a chance to, like, give people like me a chance to be up in front and do dumb Just stuff. Mix it up. I think they don't want to do it because of the contact. Yeah, I can imagine that. Like, if you had me trying to take an Apex while I had, like, the entire field of Honda Challenge on my bet. It's everyone. Yeah. They're, they're all so aggressive. Yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, in the end, it's going to happen. Like, we're going to have yeah. to be, I, I'm going to have to learn how to be out there with everybody. So, yeah, I'm I'm down for it. And, you know, again, Honda Challenge gets a bad rap, but there weren't really any contacts. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what, I mean. I, I think it's kind there, of. There's been some days. Yeah. Where things get out of hand. And yeah. I've seen it get bad. Yeah. No, um, I've been there for some some of those days. I mean, dude, we were just talking about John Howard. Like, how many years ago was that? Like, I've been around Honda Challenge for a long time, so I, I'm well aware of, like, how aggressive it can be. But at the same time, uh, the event with the Spec Miata, like, as I was going through the front straight, I saw like bumpers and fenders off on the side. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, they're pretty rough too. The Spec yeah. Miata guys get down. They, yeah, I, I've seen like the rear end of a Miata, two wheels in the air on the front straight, and a, another Miata underneath it. Like, like they, <laughs> they, they, those they guys get down. <laughs> <laughs> they are badass. So we have practice again, and this time we're doing a uh, 25 counterclockwise with the A section. Mm-hmm. And I've done the A section before. I think it's pretty dope. I like it. It's uh, kind of set up so it's you give up a lot in the entry, but you can be like almost if you nail it right, you could be flat out so early. And it's using that little downhill mm-hmm. banked uh, part of the um, button hook. It, it it has a lot of grip. The the downhill part does. The entry does not. And yeah, but. Yeah, that like dip part. Once it yeah. like dips in, you're good. But if you can get it, that turn in <laughs> and that like out, like what is it, the track out? If you yeah. could get, if you could survive that, then you're good. So the first time I drove that track, I uh, the first time I drove the A section counterclockwise, we didn't uh, a weekend where we did twenty five A clockwise, and then the next day was twenty five A counterclockwise. So I'm asking around, I'm asking, hey, where do you break? How do you go about this? I'm trying to get info on it. Mm-hmm. And Peterson says, just get out there and drive. You'll be fine. <laughs> so, like, All no, right. so that's like I, uh, perfect understeer. At, at the time, we were sharing the race group with uh, Spec E30, and there's some really fast guys in Spec oh, E30. Yeah. So I, I paired up with two guys that I assumed were really fast. Mm-hmm. We're getting around the track, and they're moving, and I'm I'm thinking, okay, this is good. These guys know what they're doing. I'm going to follow them, and I'm going to see how they do it, and then I'll I'll Just, make my own yeah, out of yeah, it because yeah. our car's a little different. And we get into the A section, and we're moving through there. And I'm going, okay, we're, we're going. <laughs> And something just told me, you need to back down. Like, just, just back it down a little. And so I slow down before they did. I start backing it down, and, dude, both of them fly off and hit the wall. <laughs> like you know the tire wall out there yeah. both of them smashed into the wall yeah and i I, I, I went too off yeah i i thought i slowed down way more than them and i still went too off yeah and that was a a quick heads up like hey this is how it's going to be here there's yeah. no grip and you will crash and, and like the 
craziest thing because I've been off there for some reason. Like Button Willow is like well known for how powdery the dirt is mm-hmm. there, but right there it feels like it's talcum powder that you're running through. Like I went off in my Silver Civic, and my steering just literally felt like it was disconnected. Like there was really? like, no you just feet. lose it out there. Yeah, and luckily it was just a slow off, and I came back on. But, dude, like, right there, I, I knew. Especially in the morning, right? Like, 8 a.m. Yeah. So, I knew to, like, I was ready for that one because uh, Valencia was asking me, I've never done the A section. And I'm like, whatever you think, you can go through it, back it down a little bit more. Back it down to half and you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, like, during uh, the race or whatever, uh, the quali race, he went off, like, twice. But I was so slow, I still couldn't catch him. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't in that practice mm-hmm. or that qualifier. The, the quali race. I wasn't in those. Yeah. And it, it was fun. It was fun because uh, I ended up uh, fourth because there were only four cars out. <laughs> and I think uh, Peterson was like not feeling good. He was like all hungover or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there was some partying that happened on saturday night but yeah he was on the radio telling me he didn't feel too good so he oh. started off okay uh, mm-hmm. spotting for him and then as the race went on you guys caught him mm-hmm. and by the last lap last straight greg almost passed him oh straight. he said he 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 said he knew the cars caught him and he just backed off he said he knew mm-hmm. how much he had to back off and he was gonna be okay okay and he went to sleep after the race <laughs> We fed the man and put him to sleep. <laughs> and then you ended up uh, going yeah, on like, the race. Yeah, 20 minutes before the race. He's like, hey, uh, throw your helmet on. You're going to drive. <laughs> <laughs> so we were getting ready for the race, and I was, like, super jazzed. I was like, all right, let's go out there and let's do this. And I had noticed, like, because this is the first time that I'm driving the car with the seat, with all, all that um, gear on. Like, I felt do like. Do you have a center net? No, because mm-hmm. I have a halo. <clears throat> okay. But the seat also pushes my shoulders in mm-hmm. a little bit. So, like, if I sit, like, completely in it, like, my shoulders are, like, cocked in a little bit. Almost like if I have horrible posture or whatever. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I'm not comfortable in the current seat we're using. Yeah. So, like, I was having an issue when we were out on Saturday that, um, like, I felt I was too far from the pedals. Okay. So, like, when I was flat out, I was actually big-toeing it. Oh, I see. So, I was like, oh, man. Like, You're, like, overextending yourself? Yeah, like, a little bit. So, I told my buddy, uh, Eli, like, hey, man, can you just, like, push me into my my harness? So, I told him, like, just, like, jam me into it. So, I tightened the belt and then just, like, had him push me in. And I was like, all right, good. Yeah, this feels good. Because I knew that, like, when you go out on the track and you start wiggling more, like, you, mm-hmm. you, like, I end up uh, tugging on the... Yeah, they come, they come loose a little bit. Yeah, I, I feel mm-hmm. like it's just you wiggling against the sea in, like, the little give that it has. You, you get enough... I think uh, it's a combination of the belts. They do loosen mm-hmm. over time a little bit. And then the other thing you got to consider, we're losing water weight. That's We're true. sweating so much that we're kind of leaning as the race goes on and they don't fit the same. So we were all set up on grid, and I was in uh, fourth position out of six because the other two cars didn't show up for the quali race. And 
I don't know. Like part of the partying. <laughs> and I don't know. Like I've never had this happen to me, but like I got in there and then all of a sudden, like I'm sitting there and I'm like, it, it felt kind of like, I don't know if you've ever been in a dog pile. But, like, when you have a couple people on top of you and it feels like you can't breathe, almost. Hmm. So, like, that's how I started feeling. Like, I couldn't, like, get enough air into myself. And it felt, like, really hot because... It was really hot. Because, like, I'm also wearing a black suit. You, you're wearing a black suit as well. But I was just sitting there and, like, I feel the heat and I'm, like, trying to, like, breathe and... You know, I was just praying for like a gust of like cool air. Like there was no wind. There was no wind, and uh, it just like got to a point where I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Like I started feeling like really not like almost nauseous, but just I couldn't I couldn't breathe. And I took my helmet off. I took my harness out, and I'm just like, when I did that, I started like trying to take big uh, gulps of air, and I was just like, "Fuck!" I feel like use a dual eye port. Uh, yeah, balaclava. You think that affects you at all? I mean, you have a face cover on. Yeah, like that. but I don't know. Like at the end of the day, like I really don't know what happened, so I can't say like what it was or what it wasn't. Now it was hot, dude. I um, I it's pretty rare for me to use the cool suit. And, oh, and that day I used it. Oh no way! Uh-huh. I didn't know yeah, that. It's pretty rare for me to use it, and that day I. Realize I'm gonna need it. Oh shit! So maybe that's what it was because I I did feel really hot, and I think the combination of feeling hot, shoulders tucked in, and then really being tight into the seat, I felt like it was probably like compressing on me a little bit and not letting me fully expand my yeah, lungs. Sitting on the grid is definitely the hottest. <clears throat> like when you're waiting for the race to start, that's when it's the worst. You're just sitting there baking. Yeah, the other like. Worst case I could think of is red flags. Oh, like shit. Like mid-race red flags, like someone crashes, catches on fire, and they just park you out at bus stop. You sit there for 20 minutes while they drag them out. That sounds, Those are hell. That sounds <laughs> you're just terrifying. And you don't want to use a cool suit because then you're going to drain your battery and your car won't start. So you just have to shut everything off and soak in Fuck, sweat. That sounds yeah. terrifying. And you can't take any of your gear off. No, you need to sit there and wait. That sounds horrible. So be prepared for that because it does happen. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to have to do some things to like kind of address that. Maybe like bring my fitness up, like start doing like walks, at least walks up the hills that I live on. Yeah, all of it helps. A little bit helps. So yeah, I I, I don't know. Like that's something that I'm going to have to figure out and address and there's already a couple changes that I'm going to be doing to the car and obviously trying to get as much weight out of it. But aside from that, like, I don't know. I just didn't feel comfortable. And if I'm not, if I feel like I'm going to fuck up or do something bad, like I, I don't want to be out on the track. There's something I thought about. Um, there's a, it's an alternative to a cool suit. They make these ice vest. Oh, you can wear it leading up to the race. You, mm-hmm. know, you can actually leave it under your suit. Yeah, I've leave seen the, them. Leave the ice packs in a in a cooler, and right before you go to grit, throw that on because the grit sucks. You're baking. Yeah, and you know what? I I didn't realize it. Maybe because I I don't wear like the full suit like I should uh, in time trials. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it it doesn't breathe, man. Like, no, no, like you're you're, you're, you're really yeah. in 
Yeah, I, I just didn't realize how how bad it was. Yeah, it's pretty rough to sit there, but you could do things about it. Yeah. That's definitely something I'll, um, it's, I'll it's mental, too. Like, just tell yourself, once we get going, it's going to be okay. Yeah, and, and I mean... It's, I'm, it's actually worse once you get going, but if you tell yourself, <laughs> then you get through to the next step. And Yeah, because when I was out on track, I was fine. Like, I didn't feel at all because I had those, uh, you know, gusts of wind, but... Mm. I, th- I think definitely I'm going to look at, like, maybe, maybe getting one of those uh, brake duct uh, tubings that I have and putting it, like, right where the window is just so that I get, like, air hitting me. There's a few guys in the Enduros that do that. Yeah. They have custom ducting on the windows to point mm-hmm. at the drivers. Yeah. So I, I think that's probably something I'm going to probably, like, rig up and put it, like, where the roll cage is. Yeah. Take it off when it rains. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the, like, two days it drizzles. Dude, it 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 rains trust me yeah it'll get you it's definitely something but yeah with that you obviously took pole on sunday as well steve took pole and i took over for him oh i mean like yeah. first place after in the race yeah that that was a hard race for me because i hadn't practiced on 25 counterclockwise mm. a which I've driven the track before, but mm-hmm. it it been maybe two years since I've been on it. So what's the hardest part? Uh time I guess timing when you turn in, uh breaking points. Hmm. You know, Button Willow doesn't have reference points. That's it's a lot of feel. So and it's, it's a, when they change the figura- uh, configuration, it kinda of throws everything. It's like a completely new track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no reference out there. So you kinda of have to make little markers as mm-hmm. you go and our car is always different we change so much on it that mm-hmm. it's never the same so brake markers uh you've seen the car it kind of wants to slide into the corner so you have to really time yeah. when you throw it into that corner and and you have to be confident when you throw it in and if yeah. you're not you're really slow in that yeah. car and so I, I was definitely off pace at the start of the race uh, i struggled like the first four or five laps until finally found a rhythm and then once I did, I I ran a lap time that was four tenths or three tenths off the lap record. Damn. And I was talking to Wayne and I said, Hey, we're we're creeping into the lap record. I think I can do it. And he says, You got a clear track, just go for it. Oh shit. And then I was thinking about it as I'm going for it, and I thought, you know, I'm not even supposed to be in the car right now. Steve's supposed to be in the car. Mm-hmm. I you know, when you push that hard, you tear down the tires, you tear down the brakes. And I'm just thinking about everything. Like, is it really worth it? Like, because mm. I have to really push and I might, you know, have an off or two two wheels off or four wheels off. And I thought, ah, I, I shouldn't. Like, what's it going to do mm-hmm. for me? Just just pace it down, win the race, get the points. And that's think, right, think about the championship. Just Yeah, think, because think long you, run. you yeah. are the points leader up until that point. So you have the most to lose right there. Yeah, so I just decided not to. I that's, told him I'm, that's I'm, I'm not. Move. I'm gonna back off. I'm gonna mm-hmm. cruise it, and we'll take the the points. Awesome. So the next race, obviously, you're not gonna be there. No, I'm gonna be in Mexico. And you're doing that. Um, what is it? We're, uh, we're testing. Okay. Yeah, we're we're testing. We're doing the 24 hours of Mexico again. Mm-hmm. They canceled it last year due to COVID, but it's it's back this year at the Circuito Hermanos Rodriguez, uh-huh. the Formula One track. So, yeah, we're gearing up for that. We got our uh, our cars kind of almost ready to go. So Carla and I are flying out there in two weeks. 
that's wild. Yeah, we're flying to Aguascalientes, Mexico, nice. and they have a Roval there. It's a NASCAR. Oh, no it's a NASCAR track, uh-huh. and they have an infield. So it's, you guys uh, are going to test there? Yeah, so we're going to test on the infield. I don't have all the details yet. I don't know if we're racing that day because they do mm. sprint races there. I'm hoping we can just test so we can just mess put, around put miles with, on the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, yeah, so both of us are, are going out there. That's awesome. And we're uh, just going to get our seats fitted. Um, so you're doing like those uh, pour-in kind of uh, things? Or? No, no, we don't. Uh, it, it just has a Sparco seat. Oh, okay. Uh, just a basic Sparco seat. Um, so I don't know who our third co-driver is yet. So it's Wait, so it's only three of you guys doing an enduro? Yeah, three for the 24. Wow. Um, maximum of four, but it's just going to be three of us. I don't know who the third driver is yet. It might be the owner of the team, but I know that he wants to be more involved on the management side. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a feeling he's not going to drive, and which is interesting because he's six foot seven. Oh wow! And when you share a car with him, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> he, wow, he's cramped in there, and we could barely reach. So yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to try and find someone that's more our height. Yeah, because then essentially that makes two drivers to do a 24-hour race. We can't. We, it has to be three. Wow. So we have to have a third driver. So that's kind of up in the air right now. So, well. But, but the two of us will be down there testing in two weeks. Nice. And, uh, yeah, getting everything ready, coming up. Uh, we have uh, our strategy that we ran last time. We, we have it all documented. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to mm-hmm. try to stick to that again. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to that. and. I'll, uh, be... I'll, I'll try to record and <laughs> post as much as I, I can while we're down there. Yeah, with, for with sure. Limited network. Yeah. And hopefully you don't run into any issues of like smuggling Cody shocks over there. <laughs> <laughs> no smuggling this time. I, I didn't realize what I was doing at the time. Like I was so naive. I, yeah. Like I did and I didn't because I packed them all the way at the bottom of my yeah. suitcase. But it wasn't really until I was there that I realized, oh, like you can't just bring things in here. There's yeah. For whatever their their laws and yeah, yeah. tax import export yeah. tax stuff is. Yeah. Just like, yeah, it, yeah, it complicates things, man. Like we want to bring our own set of radios. I want to bring an aim, mm-hmm. and it, it complicates things because they they ask you questions: where's this going? Who's it for? Mm-hmm. And, and it, because there's a big deal about that. Like, a lot of people take, um, especially, like, electronics over there. Because mm-hmm. it's so much cheaper here because right. there's so much competition and there isn't over there. So, like, new manufacturers of stuff uh, just can't sell over there because, you know, somebody's cousin is going to bring it over from the U.S. Right. So, we have a way to get around it now. Okay, good. We, uh, we have a, a dude in Texas who will walk things over the border for us. Oh, nice. Like, our parts. So as long as we ship it to El Paso, he walks it over for us. Somehow he doesn't get checked when he walks mm-hmm. it in or drives it in, whatever he does. Oh, you don't get checked when you drive in. He drives in, right. So yeah, he, he so drives he... parts into Mexico for us, ships them down to Mexico City or Aguascalientes. And and that's that's like our safe way to get race car parts into Mexico. But I can't bring them in because, you know, yeah. you've seen what I've dealt with. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, when you drive into Mexico, you never get, like, it's rare. Unless you're, like, in a Land Cruiser with, like, 20s on it. They're like, all right, fucker, like, <laughs> pull the fuck over. <laughs> Rocking your Rolex. Yeah, they're like, nah. So, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I think with that, this is a good podcast where 
at an hour already. That went by fast. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, dude. Well, thank you for coming in and uh, helping me uh, during the whole race and Wayne and Steve and all the Honda Challenge guys for making me feel welcome and, you know, all the work that you guys did to, like, help me out. Yeah, and all the tips and tricks. It's not over. It is not over. And hopefully next year um, there's some changes that I'm doing and Mm -hmm. hopefully um, working on my driving a little bit more, doing getting the weight down on the car because you're, you're in the right place man like you threw yourself in the shark tank and yeah you're only gonna get better yeah definitely so i'm coming after valencia first and then I'm, uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> the target's on his back yeah, yeah. I, I, I gotta chase him down and then after that uh, I'm, I'm gonna start trying to fight to get into the top and the group with you guys the gaps aren't big like once you get there mm-hmm. you're i mean yeah. you're right there you're yeah, comes down to your race strategy and what moves you make. Yeah, I, I think I have a, a solid idea. It's definitely going to be a little bit more testing. I might not do all the races next year. Yeah, I don't think we are either. Because that uh, schedule's harsh. Yeah, I'm really thinking of passing on the auto club ones. Yeah, I don't. I think I'm going to pass on those. And yeah, and we have all kinds of stuff coming up in Mexico. We might be racing a prototype down there, dude. So. Yeah, it's kind of, we're supposed to test it in mm-hmm. December, but it's not ready. So I might go fly back in January. It's kind of up in the air. Sick. But it is happening. Um, when that does happen, it's probably going to take priority over everything yeah. I do here. And, and is that like also an endurance uh, thing or is it that prototype? It's going to start with sprint races, but uh. Uh, things are underway to create an endurance series or... or to fit it into the endurance, the existing endurance series. Sick. So it'll be doing enduros and sprint races. So it's like a prototype, like the NPO ones, or is it a Similar. prototype? Yeah, it looks like that. Yeah, okay. It's got a bike engine. There's a few of them. There's some a couple of people that have radicals down there. Okay. There's a car manufactured in Mexico that I, I don't know the details of it, but it looks pretty sick. It looks like a like a '80s GTP car. It's, oh, it's pretty that cool. looks dope. The one we'll be driving is open top. And it's oh. got an R1 engine, Yamaha R1 engine with a six-speed paddle shifted. That's that's yeah, so dope. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. So when that starts to happen, I, I think I'm going to make priority of that over the NASA schedule. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's such a big event. And, I mean, dude, like from what Carlo was telling me, you guys have like an actual audience. Yeah, dude, like the 24 hours of Mexico they'll get it's it's either 40 or 60,000 spectators that's ridiculous um, having 10 it's spectators, insane it's just insane ha- having 10 spectators at a NASA event is insane like yeah just, it's uh yeah so yeah it's something fun. else dude yeah you guys gotta come down there I, I I'm gonna have to figure it out yeah yeah I would like move to Mexico to drive full time <laughs> <laughs> alright man well I won't take any more of your time and thank you for coming by yeah, and, my pleasure yeah. thank you for having me All right. And with that, guys, I will see you guys next Monday.